Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. We are both sick right now, and we're attempting to do this without headphones, which is not how we normally do it, and so we feel a little naked. (laughs) I feel, I've like never felt more vulnerable. (laughs) So, if we sound weird or shy, that's why. (laughs) This week we watched... Oh, what's the whole title called? Oh, I had to write it down. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. So long. And when I always... I mean, it's just synonyms, so I always get them mixed up. Yeah. Um, And then we also watched The Act on Hulu. So we will dive into those, but first, we'll do our top three. And we thought it was only appropriate to rank the worst parents on television. (laughs) Well, and it's... I mean, like, we didn't include the act, which we really could have. Yeah. But also sad because those are... Those are real. real. Like, it's not fictional. Not even, like, funny or, like... No. It's too real. It's just sad. I'll go first. My number three, I'm going to go with Hiram and Hermione... Hermione? (laughs) Hermione Granger. But now I'm like, what's her name? Well, I can't help you because I don't know um, Riverdale. I feel like that's their name. Is it just a word you've never said out loud? Sometimes I struggle with that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hiram Lodge. The Lodges. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Lodge. <laughs> yeah, I think that they're terrible because they, like, bring their da- daughter into the mob, basically. And they're just both pretty terrible people. And Veronica is such, like, a person that wants to do good. So it's just kind of sad. And, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I don't have to go further into that no that was really good and yeah i've heard bad things about them still haven't watched riverdale but i have heard that they're like notoriously horrible Mm -hmm. so good answer thank you okay my number three is um lindsay and tobias funke on arrested development Mm, yeah i hadn't even thought about them but good answer they like it's funny but it's also when you think about it like they're so neglectful of maybe they don't even know how old she is no And so it makes sense why maybe is the way that she is, too. Like, Mm -hmm. so, like, scheming and completely independent from her parents and stuff. Yeah, she's had to learn how to be like that. And it's funny because then she she starts thriving on the fact that they don't know anything. Yeah. And, like, if they ever even try, she's like, don't. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's perfect. So it's, like, it's, it's like, one of the – it's a very hilarious plot point. But if you really think about it in, like, real life terms, it's really sad. Yeah. Very sad. Okay, my number two will not come as a surprise, but it's Dawn and Betty Draper. Mm, Such a good answer. Also very neglectful. Mm -hmm. There's just, like, no love in that home, and it's so sad to me. Yeah. It's really interesting, too, because part of Dawn really... he I think that he genuinely loves his kids. Yes, I think so, too. Especially um, Sally. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, he's a horrible parent. Yeah. He's so, like, he's so just, like, stuck in wherever, like, he's kind of a kid inside. Mm-hmm. Well, and, like, he never saw what a good, like, parental no. relationship should be. And so, like, you feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. But for most people who have experienced a childhood like Dawn's, you would hope that they would want to better their children and like if they have children fix that and try to be the opposite of how their parents treated them yeah 
And I don't think he treated them as bad as his parents treated him, but... No. It's actually funny because <laughs> he's, like, the Jon Snow of his family growing up. True. Um, But, yeah, and it, I, it's such a... It's a bad combination because I think that if he had had a wife who was, like, more uh, maternal and actually, like, less petty than mm-hmm. Betty... Petty than Betty. Petty Betty. They could have, like, I think he could have risen to the occasion more. Yeah. But since she was so stunted as well, they were just a really bad combination. Yeah. So it was just, but, like, obviously they were stunted in really different ways, but it was just, like, oh, the worst combination. But it's almostly, I remember when the finale, or at least the final season was going, and um, I read this really interesting analysis of sally Mm -hmm. and they were like she's gonna be fine because like well first of all she's like telling off her parents at the end of the show yeah and like calling them out and seeing them for who they are Mm -hmm. and um they were like she's just like you can tell from certain choices she's making like we predict that in the future like she's gonna she's gonna be the one to rise above her like circumstances yes so i do like that that's true that it wasn't like the show had them these horrible parents kind of, like, dooming their kids. Yeah. But they're definitely horrible parents. Yeah. That's a really good answer. Thank you. Okay, my number two is Selena and Andrew on Veep. <sighs> you stole my number one! <laughs> <laughs> they're just so bad that it's crazy if we neither of us had them high Yeah, on it's list. true. Well, like, it's just, like, how... Can someone be that, like, I can't imagine not having a single bone in your body to, like, love another human being, especially a human being that you created. No. Like, the only sort of love she ever shows to anyone is sexual. Yeah. Like. And so she has no knowledge of how to treat a daughter. No. It's like, poor Catherine is just, like, another thing to be manipulated. Mm -hmm. And so then when Catherine can't be manipulated... It's just, like, she's just the object of her fury. Mm-hmm. It's well, so sad. It's actually surprising at how normal Catherine is. Yeah. Actually. Especially for, A, growing up in a political, the political world, and, B, having them as your parents. Yeah. Well, because Andrew's, like, this whole other, like, completely out there personality. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, it's just, it's really bad. It's terrible. It's really sad for her. I'm really happy that she found um, Claire Duval. Yeah, what is her real name? Marjorie. Yeah, Marjorie. <laughs> I because it's actually so like sweet to have her have like real someone actually love her and like and talk about her. and talk about how wonderful she is because uh-huh. like even people that don't hate Catherine are like mm, Catherine's meh. <laughs> <laughs> Which like to be fair, she is kind of meh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like it's really sweet to but, see. Like, you that- can't blame her. No. Like, honestly, that's the best possible outcome that she could have had, probably. Because, yeah. like, we no one, we don't need another Selena running around. No. So. No one does. Dang. Well, my number one is, I couldn't pick one parent from this show. I picked all the parents from Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> because I've, I couldn't, I didn't think it was fair to just pick one. Maybe the De Laurentiis parents would specifically be the worst, worst ones. But I feel like they all have a pretty, like, low points within the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I really... Sometimes um, Spencer's mom really came through, but... Sometimes she came through and other times she didn't. No. And the dad... Spencer's dad is, like, one of the worst parents on the mm-hmm. whole show. And then remember Arya's parents? Like, yeah, Arya's like, mom had, like, a, an affair or something with 
like some young dude yeah. and then would like get mad when Arya like didn't want to go to like I keep wanting to call her Arya Arya like she didn't want to like support her and like go to this his art show or something <laughs> weird like all the parents at best were just kind of like selfish mm-hmm. and at worst again super neglectful like their daughters are all being terrorized and a lot of times they were just nowhere to be found yeah they needed at least one parent yeah because nope. i even i feel like probably the most responsible one was emily's mom yeah but i feel like she was just sometimes just like not there well, she had too much on her plate because her husband was gone yeah in the army but also, so then remember how all the moms got locked in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. They caught up to them. Yeah, it's true. And they were like, oh, this is like a real threat <laughs> that our daughters are facing. So I feel like basically all the parents of Rosewood earned my top spot. I'll still say a number one, even though that was supposed to be my number one. Okay. Uh, Cersei Lannister. Yeah. I mean, using your children as pawns in your political games... So dirty. And it's interesting because, like, she, like, one of her character traits is how much she loves her children, but, Mm -hmm. like, to a point, you know? Yeah. I think the power still always came first. Yeah. Well, it's almost like she's, like, trying to, she probably justifies it as, like, well, like, my future generations. It's like, well, if all your kids get screwed over, mm -hmm. then, like, what future generations? Yeah. True. Also, Jamie is not a good dad. <laughs> well, that was what was so funny is that, like, on these lists online, it would only le- it only listed Selena, didn't list Andrew, and I was like, no, they're equally as bad. Yeah, they are. They're and, horrible. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie just gets off the hook because they don't know he's his dad, but still, yeah. But also, it's like he could still he could have still been around as a fatherly figure because it's not like. Robert Baratheon was a dad to those kids. Yeah, it's true. So, like, it's still on him. It's not fair to only blame the moms. Mm-hmm. I agree. I had a couple bonus ones. Oh, I do too, actually. Philip and Elizabeth Jennings from the Americans. I think they pulled through in the end, but they were they were pretty bad because it was just like they all were always leaving them home alone, even though they were like so young. <laughs> yeah, how old are the kids in the, even in the first season? I think I the daughter's no like idea. thirteen or something. Because that's the season I've watched. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Um, also, you gotta give it up for the Maisels. Yeah. Like, what kids? They don't even know. They're, it's like, they only had kids because, like, they felt like they had to or something. And Yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. Yeah. It's almost like if... <laughs> um, nothing. I was gonna <laughs> get into, like, a weird... I was like, what if the characters were real, but they're just, like in this prison that the writers made and so they like want to be good parents but the writers won't let them (laughs) this isn't the OA I'm delirious from being sick (laughs) (laughs) we're high on NyQuil and Mucinex what if we took NyQuil right before this we should have done that it probably would have made for a fun or really boring show (laughs) (laughs) oh the Coopers from the OC oh yeah I was thinking about them too um and the Popes from Scandal the mom is like a terrorist, and the dad is the most <laughs> manipulative, crazy person in the world. Tales all this time. So many. I feel like so like one of the common traits between these parents is like the selfishness. Yeah, it's true. They all care more about their career or power. Yeah, that combined with like, and then that makes them neglectful. Yeah, good common thread. Yeah. 
Well, there is some fun news from this week. Yeah, it was like a hefty, specifically Hulu, mm-hmm. really dropped a lot of um, amazing news bombs. First of which, um, I'm extremely excited about Veronica Mars, July 26th, and um, I saw on their Instagram comments, they because conf- someone asked about when are the old seasons going to drop too, mm. and they said it'll be like right before the new season drops. But what does that mean? They didn't You're say going to give us like a week to watch a week all to of watch them? three seasons. <laughs> but I'm happy at least they're not all dropping on July 26th because I want to I want to catch up. But I don't want to have to start at one on July 26th. Yeah, that's dumb. They should drop them in June. So if they're listening, June would be a perfect time. At least give us a month. Yeah. Um, also, the first trailer for Handmaid's Tale dropped. Looks good. Also, shout out to my sister who started that this week and is already almost caught up. You go, girl. Pen15 got renewed for season two, which, duh. And Rami. And Rami. Which I'm... That is a little... I'm. Equally as excited, but a little less duh, because I didn't see nearly as many people talking about it as Pen15. Yeah, it's true. But it hasn't been as long. It's very true. But yeah, I'm excited to see, very intrigued what both of those shows will do with the second season. Yeah. Also, they announced that Chrissy Teigen is starting some thing with Hulu. It was kind of a little unclear as to what the partnership is going to be. Yeah, all I can see is that their tweet that I'm looking at right now to talk about we're heading into the kitchen. We're cooking up a brand new show with David Chang and Chrissy Teigen, who I've never heard of David Chang before. Is he oh. a chef? Yeah. The owner of Momofoku. Okay, cool. There's one more. Go. The High Fidelity Show with Zoe Kravitz. Okay. So that will be great. Netflix kind of talked a little bit about the Michelle and Barack Obama projects that they're going to be dropping. I don't have to go into them, but there's, like, quite a few. And then also, I'm kind of excited because um, Glenn Powell and Zoe Deutsch are going to make another rom-com mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's going to be a totally different storyline than Set It Up, but I really like Set It Up. They were a really, really good combo, too. They were really fun. Yeah. They had good chemistry. Yeah. Okay, well, let's dive in. So... Shockingly evil, wicked, it's all bad. (laughs) Synonyms for bad and some adverbs thrown in between. I guess I don't really have like a lot of strong opinions about this movie, surprisingly. It's the movie about Ted Bundy. Yeah, and it was the one at Sundance. Ted Bundy played by Zac Efron and Lily Collins playing his Mm. girlfriend. Yeah, Liz Klopfler, Okay, I want to say is the pronunciation. Mm -hmm. Overall, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was really beautiful. I'll start with that. I yeah. thought it was done really, like, the time period stuff was all really cool, and it was just shot really beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the pacing was a little weird, especially in the beginning. Yeah, it was very um, jumpy. Mm-hmm. And I even think it was, yeah, because then it felt like it wouldn't, I don't think it would have felt so slow towards the end, but because the beginning was so quick. Mm-hmm. jumping around that it was yeah it felt like it hadn't been edited all the way or something yeah it was just like a weird it was in a weird way that i feel like i haven't seen done kind of before yeah i thought lily collins did a really good job yeah i loved her in it i thought zach efron started out pretty not good in my opinion um but i think he did okay in the end i kept saying i just wished it was jake gyllenhaal 
Oh, he would have been really interesting in that role. Yeah, I think, I don't think that, I think I agree with you that he definitely, I think, at the end, like, especially in those last scenes. Yeah, like, good. Like, closed face shots. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was horrible. I just wanted him to be really great. And the whole time, I was just thinking, like, Zac Efron. Yep. And, um... Like, his biceps were too big. Yeah, and it's interesting, because, like, they show the clips, like, the real clips of Ted Bundy in the credits, Mm -hmm. and it should be, like... You should be feeling impressed that they nailed it. But, like, he was a skinny guy. Yeah. And, like, Zac Efron is jacked. Yeah. It was and they don't kind hide it. Like, he's weird. wearing really tight turtlenecks. Yeah. And he looked really hot in the movie. And there were, to me, <laughs> like, there were there were some times that I feel like he did some good stuff with his face. That I was like, yeah, I can see the similarities to, like, that face he's making to pictures I've seen of Ted Bundy. Like, in yeah. that outfit and stuff. So I do wish that they'd kind of gone all out and, like, he had slimmed down for the role yeah also like ted bundy i said this when they were showing pictures from it like he had a really prominent unibrow it's like they didn't want to make zach efron uglier or something Mm-hmm. which they totally could have and should have yeah because he really looked like just like too beautiful of ted bundy mm-hmm. so i think took me out of it actually yeah because i was just watching zach efron you know yeah which did him a disservice but Especially when I feel like, yeah, I think you're right that at the very end, I really feel like we could see kind of the potential for how he could have been maybe the whole movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I, cause I feel like, I feel like Zac Efron, I've seen him in other stuff where I think he's a really good actor. So I was hoping that he would like really, really. What kind other of stuff? Um, I think he's really good in 17 again. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like that's kind of, he's good at acting in a specific type of show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because another thing I, mean, I was going to say was neighbors, I've seen, like Charlie St. Cloud, but I never saw that. <laughs> well, I just was hoping that, like, since he's just been in a bunch, like a string of really like fratty bro movies, mm-hmm. that I was hoping that he would kind of like rise to. I feel like I've said rise to the occasion a couple times already <laughs> this episode, but that's how I feel that I was hoping he would do in this. And I don't think he was bad, but I think he was just mediocre. Yeah, and I wonder if like. Because even, especially at the beginning, I feel he was, like, kind of putting on, like, some other voice that I don't even think sounded like the clips of Ted Bundy's voice at the end. Like, it was kind of, like, lower than how I feel like his normal voice. So it was just kind of, like, confusing. Overall, though, I thought it was good. Yeah. But it was a little kind of boring. I was worried from reviews that I had read before when it was showing at Sundance that it was kind of... And people were kind of upset about the um, trailer because it kind of, it looked like it was going to glorify Yeah, he's like him. this rock and roll bad boy serial killer or something. Yeah. Um, in the end, it does show him attacking one girl and murdering her. And I thought that that was kind of important because it was still really hard to imagine him as the murderer. Yeah. Um, so I was glad <clears throat> that they showed that. And they did it really effectively without being really graphic. Yeah. But it was scary. Yeah. Um, what, that was another thing I was thinking throughout this was I feel like it was kind of confused whether they wanted to show it from Lily Collins' perspective, which I think they kind of wanted to do. Yeah. Or through, from his perspective, because I kind of wish that they had it had only been hers and almost like his perspective was kind of a side thing. Because then it would have been made more sense of why she never really saw him as a serial killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I feel get- like they did that. But I guess that's my own 
I guess I went into it thinking that that was how it was going to be. So I just watched it through the, that perspective. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I had heard of the description, but I feel like I was surprised at how it, I feel like it was mostly shown like from his perspective, like being at his time in prison and stuff and mm. talking to his lawyers. But I feel like you need to show that stuff to tell the story but I would have, I almost would have liked to see even more time well, spent on her. I did think that they could have done a little mm-hmm. bit better of a job. Like, clearly she was, like, an alcoholic, but they, like, showed that in a really interesting, weird way. Yeah. And also, like, she got married, and it shows that in a really interesting, weird way. So I wish they would have shown the development of that relationship and also her alcoholism a little bit more. Yeah, well, because then at the end, they're like, she's been sober since blah, blah. I was like, and, like oh. And they I'm... showed her, like, cleaning up the alcohol and, like, throwing it away. <laughs> but, like, that's not really an effective way of storytelling, in my opinion. No, it's kind of like the Hallmark Christmas kind of way of, like, and from this, you know she had a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came out of it a big Lily Collins fan. Yeah, she did. She was she really was so good. beautiful. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the... 70s looks like that is her vibe yeah she looked so good um my last complaint is that they didn't try to age either of them <laughs> okay yes thank you for saying that when the girl ends like mom i was like that looks like she could be your little literal like twin sister <laughs> that was wild like they didn't even try i think they were like they look too young to even try so we're just gonna go for it yeah it was weird and they didn't try to make it like an artistic choice of like them seeing each other for how they remember each other or something weird like that no. like it was just <laughs> and it's funny because like they both already look really young mm-hmm. like probably younger than they actually are as people and so it was just interesting yeah that's so funny i thought that too but still worth a watch yeah i definitely think it was worth a watch it was actually tamer than i thought it would be yeah the only reason i think it was really there was like one but... like yeah one sex scene Oh, yeah. And I already forgot about that. Oh, you were thinking of the shower butts? Yeah. But that was, yeah. And that's really, if you are if you don't want to watch it, it's really easily skipped. Yeah. But yeah. Spoiler, you do see Zac Efron's butt <laughs> a couple and times. And some other guys' butts in jail. Yeah. Showering. Yeah, it's not exactly um, sexualized. No. Yeah. Um, one thing it made me think was that I was really happy to have gotten tickets to see Late Night at Sundance instead of this one. Same. Especially since we got to watch this one in, like, like our own home. <laughs> yeah, my favorite thing to do. <laughs> or everyone else has to go pay to see Late Night in the theater, which I still will, again. But... Yeah, I will, too. Maybe a couple times. Yeah. Okay. On to the act. Yeah. So the act is based on a true story that happened. Um... Which, that's our tie-in today. Murder and true stories. Yeah, exactly. It happened in, oh, I think it was, like, 2010, what was it was in it? The, uh the like the actual Killing. murder yeah um anyway it wasn't that long ago and um basically i'm trying to decide which part to start at so there's this mother and daughter and the mother claims that her daughter gypsy so the mom's name is Dee Dee blanchard and the daughter's name is gypsy rose blanchard and Dee Dee claims that gypsy rose has she it's hard to even keep track of how many diseases she claims gypsy rose has Mm-hmm. She says she's a little. 2015. That was. Oh, so. <laughs> but, okay. So, like, she claims she's allergic to sugar and that she'll die if Gypsy Rose eats any sugar. She has a feeding tube installed 
She said she was treated for leukemia before the age of, like, three. Yeah, she has her, some glands in her throat removed. Mm-hmm. And so that she has to use a feeding tube. And she shaves her head because she says that, like, I mean, well, it's funny because she doesn't claim she's going through chemotherapy or anything. But, like, just as, like, she can't grow hair Yeah, I can't stuff. really remember. It's, well, and it's interesting because in the show... Like, she basically makes all these different claims, like, two doctors, two neighbors, and everything. So, they move into this house that they're... They say that their house was destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. Which I don't know if it actually... I feel like it actually was, but I don't really know. I don't really know either. And it's interesting that even in flashbacks, they never show or explain that part of it. Yeah. And it's interesting because that could be... I mean, how can they... The, it works... If that really happened, it did work in their favor, in Dee Dee's favor, because... That's how she claims all of Rich Gypsy Rose's medical records were destroyed. And so she can never give anything to doctors. And so basically Habitat for Humanity builds them a new house. And so they move into this neighborhood in Missouri. It's a fun neighborhood because all the houses are like super colorful. <laughs> yeah, it was really cute, actually. And that's really what their house looked like, apparently. That pink? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's just, it's the story you just can't even dream it up. Like, it's so, no. cra- every part about it is crazy. And she also claims that Gypsy Rose is a lot younger than she actually is. Mm-hmm. And um, and oh, and the most, maybe the most important thing is that she's in a wheelchair, which I have not said yet. But like, so oh, she yeah. claims she can't walk. And then it's slowly revealed that um, Dee Dee has, um, it's a case of Munchausen syndrome, where a parent... Um, intentionally makes their child sick like in order to take care of them and be needed by them and so it comes out that gypsy rose can walk she's not allergic to sugar she does not need a feeding tube she can grow hair basically gypsy rose as she gets older obviously and early on in the show even she like just kind of rediscovers that she can walk and so she kind of starts pushing the limits of like sneaking out into the kitchen at night and like going online and eating sugar and stuff like that like kind of mild forms of rebellion and then as she gets older though she starts wanting to like chat online and um, do online dating she does meet a guy online who she confides in that her mom is basically holding her captive and like won't let her walk this is such like a long convoluted explanation, <laughs> but basically, so she made uh, Gypsy Rose and she convinces on her online boyfriend who has his own set of severe mental issues to come and kill Dee Dee so that they can escape, which he does. And they like these two are not equipped to get away with a murder and they get caught. Correct. Basically. And this is all a true story. The parts of the show that didn't seem true were just, like, kind of the neighbors. Like, I think those were kind of a combination of just different people that knew them. Those I think that it's kind of real. I was reading that, like, she didn't call her, but, like, what's-her-name was a real character. Oh, okay. But I don't know. The things that I read that weren't true were basically all kind of minor things that didn't really matter. Well, I guess that their neighbor, Lacey, was based off a real neighbor. But I haven't read enough to say of, like, every single thing. Like, if she told her about the online dating site or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But overall, I thought it was really good. I feel like it was... I don't know. I We kind of talked about this 
I feel like situations where it's like this kind of like hostage and like a child abuse situation is almost like harder to watch than like something about actual murders Mm -hmm. for me just because like the kind of brainwashing that's involved and like there the second episode involves it it was just like it was really tough to watch because they did a really good job i thought it was really good joey king is who's playing gypsy and did we mention that no and she does a really 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 good job yeah she's she's amazing in this i think I feel like she hasn't been in a ton of stuff that I've really seen. No, I haven't either. I only saw that, like, Zach Braff movie. I never even saw that. I saw the trailers for Ramona and Beezus. (laughs) (laughs) I saw her in the mean music video from Taylor Swift. Oh, I forgot about that. And she was cute in that. (laughs) (laughs) She was amazing. Yeah, she did a really good job because she has to, like, talk in this voice and, like, act really innocent and then also act not really innocent. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, she does an incredible job. And then Patricia Arquette is who's playing her mom, Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. And she looks nothing like herself that I had to, like, I would laugh every time I remembered that it was Patricia Arquette playing her. Yeah. I had to look at, I was, like, looking up pictures of her in holes, <laughs> to, like, while I was watching it. Because, like, she looks so beautiful in that. Well, even in the flashbacks, mm-hmm. I was like, she looks this crazy. Is crazy. It's and so then she nuts. gets really. She gets. She looks pretty bad in the end before she gets murdered, and uh-huh. it's bad. Yeah. Um. Maybe you don't remember this because you haven't watched that much of the American, so I can't remember how much you remember. Oh, but her Patricia Arquette's mom is in the Americans. Margot Martindale. Yep. Sure. <laughs> um. And then her neighbor is played by Chloe Sevigny. Just gonna say that. And mm-hmm. then... <laughs> That's how I say it, but I, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you took did that. <laughs> um, yeah, she's really good, and Anna Sophia Robb was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone was really good. It's interesting because the the grandma who's in Americans looked like the real Dee Dee. Yeah, she of. did. It was interesting. Oh, and Jordan's favorite oh, guy, one of my favorite actors of all time. Callum Worthy, who plays Alex Tromboli, one of the just the best characters ever written from the first season of American Vandal, plays Nick Godijohn, who's the online boyfriend. And it was he was disturbing in a way that's like not just that he was creepy, but he was so sad. It was really sad. And that he was like so devoted to Gypsy the whole time, even as she started realizing that like this was a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know him. We met online. Mm-hmm. But he was just... He... Play- oh, another weird cameo was Julia Lewis. Lewis. She was really... She's not in it much, but she was really good and yeah, heartbreaking, she was really too. Good. Oh, my gosh. This was a really good one. Even though it was tough to watch. Yeah. But, yeah, he did a great job. He looked terrifying. You just, like... It's, yeah, it was just really heartbreaking. Yeah, we were talking about how, like, there's just... We don't side with anyone, but every single person involved is, it's really just hard and sad. Yeah. I felt like, um, I think I started watching this right when it started airing. And so I was watching it week by week for a little bit. And then I binged the last half of it. And I think I liked it better when I was binging it. But I also think that might be because I thought that the first half was more interesting than the second half. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. 
what is your opinion on it? Um, so I did just binge it over this last week. And I am glad that I didn't try to just do it. Sometimes, like, I'll take, a like, a Saturday and just, like, binge a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I kind of at least spaced it out, like, over a full week. That's sad that that's me spacing something out now. <laughs> it is a really distinct shift from the first to second half. I'm trying to decide which I liked more. I do think... I think the first half is more of a unique story. Yeah. Um, the second half is just, like, trying to get away with a murder, you know? Yeah. What did you like better about the first half? I don't know. That's what I was just trying to think about. Like, why did I like the first half better? I think that the episodes just didn't feel as long. Yeah. Like, when I was watching these last episodes, it felt like, okay, like, there was one scene in particular where, like, it just felt like everything was moving so extremely slow. Like, the episodes did not need to be an hour long. No. I even feel that way. I... I think that there's just more going on in the first half, mm-hmm. for sure. And I like that there's more characters involved, like, with the neighbors and stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, back and forth. <laughs> yes. Where in the last part, there's a lot less of that. Yeah. And, like, it kind of takes a long time for them to show the actual murder happen. And I get that that has a purpose, but it took them a little too long to do that, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And, like, it was, like, they kept showing, like, the lighthouse scene that, like, in the tile of, like, what she was looking at when, I guess, is that a spoiler? I don't know. It's hard to say if it's a spoiler when it's, like, a real story that I feel like a lot of people knew. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it just seemed like we already know what that is. It's not, like, a rev- like a revelation when we get to see what actually happened with that lighthouse scene. Yeah. 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 I almost feel like the show was good enough and well acted and stuff that they didn't need to th- try and be, like, artistic in moments like that. Yeah. Because they showed that in, like, a few episodes. Yeah, it was, like, multiple times. Yeah, and there wasn't any reason for us to, like, they didn't, I well, maybe I just didn't notice, but I don't remember them showing the lighthouse before that to, like, have extra significance. No. It's, like, just happened to be where mm-hmm. she was in the bathroom. My last comment, I guess, will be that it took them a really long time to get up to the murder, and then once the murder actually happened, it was still, like, three episodes long. Yes. When, like, in reality, they were found, like... A day later, basically. Like, it was only, Whoa. like, a couple days. Yeah, it felt like they were, like, on the run for, like, two weeks. Maybe, well, maybe it was. No, I think you're right. I think that is, to like, it's, the pacing was so weird for that those episodes. Yeah. One thing, I the second half, I will say, one thing that was good was that I really did feel, like, Gypsy's stress. Yeah, totally. Like, I, it's something that um I really, like, it reminded me, I mean, not exactly, but this feeling, like, secondhand, like, if I had actually killed someone and was try- and was like trying to get away, like I felt like I was like, wow, I really feel like that is how someone would feel in that situation. It's like how I feel kind of in search party, how it's like if someone legitimately in real life killed someone, I feel like you would feel this stressed out and totally. this is kind of capturing that yeah. well. And that, I mean, that speaks a lot about- Going through like phases of trying to like be happy and move on and like- Yeah. But also like- freaking out yeah and like still and still feeling guilty Mm -hmm. that's the thing about this this story is just such a nightmare all around because like gypsy was a major like a victim of major child abuse Mm -hmm. but like it's still so disturbing what they ended up doing like yeah because when it was happening i was like why can't you just run away right now i know yeah it's frustrating especially because you know it's real like She's still in jail right now, and I saw that she, like, just recently got engaged to a pen pal that 
she's been writing. Yeah, it's just bad. It's it is so weird. The whole story is so wild. It's one of those things too where it's like I had read because I had heard about it. I think it was like a BuzzFeed article that I read a few years ago about it. But even and like it's still like wow, that's a crazy story. But then seeing it acted out, it was like more devastating. Like they did a really good job. They did a great job. So yeah, I recommend it, especially if you're like a true crime person. Yes, it was good. Same, I do too. Okay, on to Queen's Landing. Queen's Landing. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> Get out now if you are not caught up on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. We just watched episode four. Yes, I felt pretty underwhelmed. Yeah, especially after the like the. The first three episodes, and it's not just because this is, like, kind of, like, setting up plot episode, because I feel like that's what episode one was, too, Mm -hmm. and it was really, really good. Well, and if it was only setting up plot, we could have cut out, like, 30, 40 minutes of it. Yeah. And it didn't have to be so long. Yeah. But instead, they were really trying to build and break relationships that we really don't care about. (laughs) Yeah, we need to talk about Brienne and Jamie. We both, we, I think we both love Brienne and Jamie in general. Mm-hmm. I was not ever really shipping them to actually like hook up or be together. I like them as separate people that like just have like this huge respect for each other, you know? Yeah. And I just like the sexual tension. Yeah, it's true. The tension's always better than actually yeah. getting together. I just feel like if they wanted it to be, like, really devastating to her for him to leave uh, the North and go back to King's Landing, like, she still would have been devastated even if they hadn't had sex. Totally. So it kind of, yeah. It's just, like... It honestly just made Jamie look way worse, the fact that he had sex with her and then ditched her. Yes. Like, that... He sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Especially after, like... It's just such an interesting choice for him because they, like built him up so much about, like, wow, he's changed so much. And I know that's, like, the we point. We trust him now. But, like, it's... I just think it's kind of weak. Do you think that they're gonna set him up then to kill Cersei, or do you think he's... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's going to go, like, be loyal her. to her. No. But that's what, the way they're making it seem. And I don't like that that's kind of obvious. Yeah. I also... I don't know if this is just me. I'm glad that Arya wasn't like, oh, I want to go be the lady of whatever like Gendry's the lord of mm-hmm. now but I also thought it was kind of random that he was like I love you like marry me but it's also he's kind of just like simple yeah. right so I, that just that was just another kind of like random thing to me well it was like he's never really shown that much emotion at all in his whole entire existence on this show and no. then all of a sudden and I get it he was like drunk I guess yeah and he's like excited yeah but like it was a little <clears throat> out of character also so it it just seemed like it just was like a lot of people have already been complaining about like relationships being kind of like at the forefront of the show and this episode did not help that no like because we've been like okay with the relationship stuff until this episode and now even we are like okay enough yeah like there's just so many other important things that they need to figure out Mm mm-hmm so I didn't like those, them trying to move plots in those directions. I thought that was weird. I said this to Jordan, but bringing ghosts back, <laughs> I was saying that having ghosts back in this episode was kind of like um, the ki- children in Marvelous Mrs. Hazel. 
They only bring it up when it's convenient for them. Yeah. And also the fact that it was, was like, a CGI one was even weirder. (sighs) Because, like, (laughs) you could get a real wolf. You can't get a real dragon, and the dragons looked way better than the ghost did. Yeah, and ghost was just literally just, like, standing there. Like, it wasn't like they needed him to fight or be stabbed or something where you would need a CGI thing. No. It was weird. It was really strange. And, like, I'm not emotionally attached to ghosts. Like, I know a lot of the diehard fans are. Yeah. But it's actually, it almost seems like they're just trolling them at this point. Because, like, <laughs> why even bother? No, like, they no didn't point. see ghosts fight in the any of the zombies. And it's not like they're gonna, are they gonna take ghosts down to King's Landing to, like, fight Cersei? Like, I just, like, I don't see that happening. No. It's just bizarre. I was... I actually am kind of... I'm glad that all the news is breaking about John's true heritage. Yeah. Because that is... That is a good way that the plot was moved along this episode. Because I I also... I realized that... um, I... Even though it's not like I would say Varys is one of my favorite characters. I I just miss, like, those kind of strategy conversations. And so I really... I liked, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So one of the highlights for me was him and Tyrion trying to discuss, like, what should we actually be doing? Yeah. So I, I like that kind of stuff. That's some of my favorite Game of Thrones kind of stuff. And even though I hated Littlefinger at real, I was like, oh, okay, I'm glad that at least Varys is still here to kind of, like, be talking about that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Sansa was a boss again. Yep. She really was. I was a little surprised that no one... I feel like there wasn't enough reflection on the battle. I also agree on that. It's weird. Like, I'm surprised that no one, not even, like, in a passing comment, expressed anything about Danny not really being that helpful. I think that's up to interpretation, because yeah. remember how we talked to other people and they didn't. Be- they don't believe that? Yeah, that's true. I think that's just an us thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think everyone believes that. But they also didn't hype up Arya enough. They, I wanted to see like them learning about the fact that Arya did that. I really wanted to see those reactions because half the people there didn't even know who she was. So if, if like for this, like the kind of forgotten Stark, like missing Stark daughter to mm-hmm. come back and kill the Night King, that's a huge deal, I would think. But who are we to know? We don't know anything. We know nothing. Also, I feel like well. And I was glad, like, Danny did react about the dragon dying, the second dragon. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's a huge loss. And I feel like other people should have been, like, more expressive about it. I was surprised. I don't know. They weren't that lo- sad about the first one. Yeah. Which is just, it's weird. But now there's only one. Yeah. And, and like, with her armies being so much uh, smaller now after the win- battle at Winterfell... And then to go from three dragons now just to one, like, it's a pretty huge loss. Also, R.I.P. Missandei. Yeah. She's the one whose name I never really know how to say right. Even when they were saying it, I feel like they all were saying it differently. Yeah, even the creators of the show. (laughs) That's what's always made me feel better. (laughs) I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not right. (laughs) You're wrong. (laughs) You may be the creator of the show, but I think I know better than you. Yeah, it was very. It was a weird episode. Yeah, definitely didn't inspire the kind of um, passion that any of the last ones did. No, but the next episode is the one that um, Amelia Clark has said watch on as big of a TV you can get your hands on. So yeah, and I'll be watching on my phone in an airport, <laughs> probably in halves because I'll watch half of it on my first layover. <laughs> so I'm really sad about that. 
but I also have to watch it again. It's, I think we both were surprised to feel, because, like, obviously in previous seasons, there's going to be episodes like this where it's kind of, like, the typical kind of middle episode. Yeah. But when you only have six episodes yeah, like there's two to close left. out a whole series, it seemed, like, a little wasteful. Basically, like, there's three hours left of this show, right? Yeah-ish. So that is, so, it's kind of weird. Crush of the week. <laughs> Crush of the Week was hard again. I know. I haven't even... But I've kind of cheated. I don't know if I've cheated. I just can't remember if I've used this person before, but... I vote that there's no cheating. Okay, great. Um, I'm going with Sansa again. I think she's the only character that's actually playing the game right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And doing it in a way that's still, like, for the people and not for herself. Yeah. I think that's a great, great choice. Thank you. Especially the way that she planted... Like, it's so funny. Like, Tyrion has never he is not usually easily manipulated but like she's he she like walk he walked right into she, he's doing exactly what she wanted him to do yeah totally that's pretty amazing i'm actually gonna go with Tyrion this week he is my second choice a good choice yeah i feel like he he knows that like i feel like this is um it's nice to see him really um like think about different outcomes mm-hmm. and i feel like We'll, maybe we just haven't been able to spend as much time with him being, like, really thoughtful about issues mm-hmm. for a while. But he's usually just been, like, Danny, Danny, Danny. And while he still wants to be loyal to her, it was nice to kind of have him be like, okay, wait, we actually do need to strategize. Yeah, loyalty over, like, ethics. Yeah. So that was fun to see. I just, yeah, again, I the conversation with him and Varys I, was probably one of my favorite parts of the episode. And even though I was really scared for him at the end of the episode. Yeah, I thought he was going to die. Yeah. But no, they've been too easy on us. Seriously. That's why, yeah. Who knows what will happen next week. I don't even want to make any guesses anymore. I'm all out. Fresh out. Over it. Well, go watch some murder, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Watch the act so you can be as sad as we are. And and watch Ted Bundy. I'm curious to hear what people think about it. Me too. Bye. (laughs)